Hey everyone, welcome back to One of I by Misa. I'm Abby. You're going to hear that exact same line again in two minutes. Yeah, because we recorded this episode over the summer. So you'll hear us talking about like the Spartan race and we'll talk about 2020, but we We know it's 2020. We already know. However, we like to do this fun little exercise. You may have noticed a couple weeks ago where we record these episodes and then never release them. Mm -hmm. And then when we do release them, it's funner for us because it's like listening to somebody else's podcast. It is funner. Funner. (laughs) I like, I like that word. That's not a real word. So today our episode is about growth and we uh, are excited about it, but just wanted to disclaim, like, we're not stupid as hell. The we conversation just... is new to you. Yeah. But not new to us. Right. And we recorded this a few months back because we like to stock. But, but you talk... better fucking enjoy it just as much as if it were new. That's right. Well, it's... And five stars. Go iTunes now. Bye. Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? I'm Isa. I'm Abby. Why do I always blank out like that? I don't know. I get like nervous and black out. I don't know. Maybe we should have more structure to this thing. I don't really know, but (laughs) that would not be fun. I'm good. How are you doing? (sighs) My friend just had a baby like five minutes ago. So after we're done recording, I'm going to go meet the little guy who doesn't have a name yet. (laughs) It's with people not knowing what their baby's names are going to be. Like I got to meet him. Like he doesn't have a personality. Oh my gosh. Daniela did the same thing. She was like, she like, but with both of her kids, both Carrie and Daniela. Had to like meet them and spend a few days with them. What? I mean, good for you guys, but I am not like that. I am way too anal retentive <laughs> for that. Fuck that. People that don't find out genders too. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. I, you know what? Sometimes I consider being a person like that. And then like my type A personality is like, Mm-mm. absolutely Mm-mm. not. Mm-mm. No. I would malfunction. Yeah. Like everything you're, I mean, granted everything that Dylan had as a baby was gray anyway. Cause that's just like my style. Right. But like Very I had modern. to know, I had to know like what I was getting myself into. I know. I am thought I it was entering penis territory or vagina territory. I thought it was cute. Had Jesse said it, how he was like telling you or like telling me how he was like so excited. Because he was having a boy? Yeah. Because Jesse is it's very a much fucking a boy. boy. Yeah, he's a boy. <laughs> like I was actually concerned about the idea of having a girl because oh. he's, he just like, he's such a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't picture him with a daughter. I really can't. I know. You know what? Even the- with Roxy, like he's not, he's, he's not as like connected to Roxy as he is to Dexter because Roxy is a girl. You know what's funny though? (laughs) I bring up Brian a lot in our conversations all the time, but my friend Brian, like I've known Brian almost my whole life. Like we've known each other since we're real young and like to see him as a dad of two girls, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just feel like I crack and like melt into the ground because it's like the, because he's like a guy's guy, you know? And like, I would have thought like if he had boys, because he played football growing up and like was real athletic, basketball, everything and then you see them with their girls and like Brian's the best dad and like they're like taking funny pictures in front of like Toy Stories movie 
posters or whatever. Like they're like, we're about to get this Toy Story on or whatever. It's so I cute. That, like it's so different because girls can simultaneously have that really close bond with their mom and their dad. It's like daddy's girl, but also like my mom is a girl and I go to her for like advice and stuff like that. Right. Whereas like I am preemptively sad for the time when Dylan like... And I don't have that. You know what I mean? Like, it's different with boys. Yeah, it like ebbs and flows, I think, with both genders. But it's such a change that you need to, like, embrace. It's such a change for you, let alone, like, for this child who's never experienced all these things. And, like, it's weird, right? Like, I was thinking about a whole mentally right now. No, it was weird. We're going to bring this back because what we're talking about today is change and personal growth. Yeah, that's today's vibe. Yeah. Is how those two things go hand in hand. Right. And not necessarily with only babies, but one of the topics is yeah, because like of this baby. came about kind of in a really organic way, twofold. We, meaning Issa and myself, along with Kayla, John, and Jesse, all ran a Spartan race last weekend, which right. was obviously the girls' second and the boys' first. Actually, it was John's second. John's second, yeah. So it was Jesse's first. Jesse lost his virginity last week. Jesse did really well. Um, he did exactly what we all thought he was going to do, and he ran the fuck away from us. <laughs> and then he was like, by halfway through, he was like on coke, like just he was charged up. I was and gonna ready. punch him in the face. <laughs> um, but you had a very different experience this time than last time. I did. So how I was complaining. <laughs> a few episodes back that I was mad that John wanted to participate in this specific Spartan race. Um, It really messed me up because he told me not to wait. And you guys would like wait for me and I would like catch up to you, right? So like the way it was going was John straight up is hiking this whole thing. He's not running. I would run to meet up with the girls and Jesse and then I would wait for John. Mm -hmm. So then... In a lot of the obstacles, when we would reach the obstacles and the three of them, Jesse, Abby, and Kayla would go ahead of me. I was still waiting on John, but I'm like, what else am I going to do? I'll try the obstacles. By myself, I felt so weak and like sad and really apprehensive. And I, I just couldn't be aggressive. And then with when I was in front of John, which I never thought that I would feel this way, I couldn't get myself to be aggressive. Like Mm -hmm. I felt almost like I have to be a lady, which never fucking happened. I think that you manifested. I spoke it. Like you literally manifested this whole situation into existence. Right. But what I, what, where I'm at now with like how badly I felt and how poorly I felt that I performed because I was on the rings where you like swing from one ring to the other, which I got last time and I'm doing it this time. I fell straight on my back. Does your shoulder feel better by the way? Yeah. Okay, good. It was as if like I was high-fiving somebody like, so you're reaching for this next ring. So look like, I don't know, your hands kind of like in front of your face reaching out. And then I fell straight back, like with my arm up in the air. It was crazy. And the woman, one of the refs was like, holy shit, are you okay? Yeah. That's how hard I hit the ground. Totally missed it. And it like knocked the wind out of me. The other thing was going over the hurdle. I cracked John's leg off of his thigh. (laughs) I Like how you guys, you know that I don't do well on these hurdles. And so my skinny ass boyfriend, I'm like, here, I need you to kneel down so that I can get over you. Now there's the pressure of people running behind us. Right. And so I'm like, John like kneels down on the wrong side and I'm like, I'm a righty. So I'm like already frustrated with him because he doesn't know like which leg, you know, and I'm not instructing him properly. So he gets down on one knee 
I go to jump over. I step on his leg and I swear that thing opened like a rusty gate, just like bonk, hit the ground. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, I broke you. So then I just kept running under <laughs> the hurdle. And I'm like, Abby, I need you. I, I, that was not you though. You know that, right? Like that was all him. Um, but there was that one girl that like died basically the very first obstacle, which was like a six foot wall. It was like probably the easiest obstacle on I the was, course. I was ready for the next wall. Just before me I literally hopped over the wall and almost fell onto her <gasps> and she was like writhing in pain I on the her. ground hysterically crying she was by herself she was wearing very unflattering pants I could see her whole voodoo <laughs> 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 the first obstacle, the you man. fucking remember. The first obstacle. Well, because she was, when we were released from the herd, yeah. um, she was standing like not know, too far I away from it. us. And we, I had been, I had been checking out her ensemble, like basically all morning. Cause I just couldn't believe it. I was like, literally I see your camel, bro. Like put it away anyway. So that fucked you up and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that, um, that you didn't have a good experience, even though we beat our time. I know. We beat our time. I think like, you know, you did m- the same amount of obstacles that you did last time. I know. I just give or take. I don't really even know. To I be was honest. just in my head the whole time. You were what you were so in your head, but you had been in your head for like 60 days Prior leading to. up to the whole thing. So, I mean, I feel like you just... <laughs> Anyway, I'm a manifester. What can I say? You are totally a manifester. That will come out before this episode, probably. So everybody will understand what we're talking about. But yeah. me and Jesse wanted to do, we were toying with the idea of doing the next one up the super, which is like eight to 10 miles uh-huh. and like 25 or something obstacles. But Jesse's having knee surgery. And I love that you asked me the next morning while I'm laying dead in bed. I can't even fucking move. You're like, you want to do the super? I'm like, no, bitch, I don't want to fucking do the super. We Jesse and I were talking about doing the super on the bus back to our car. You're gross. I don't know. It's just like, you know that endorphin high? I would high? consider it, but I would. It's eight miles is so long. So long. It's so long. And the one that's in November is at in Vernon at Mountain Creek, which is fucking yeah, vertical. The worst. So anyway, we're not doing that, but we'll revisit in 2020. So why we were talking about the Spartan is because while we, while I was going through that, I realized that a lot of like being hesitant, like I said, like isn't me and I'm like more of an aggressive person, but I have been feeling that was a catalyst, like this weird moment of change. Like I feel like a growth spurt coming on Mm -hmm. and I can either go one of two ways. Either I go with it and I grow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or I stay stagnant and I, you know, resist against this growth period, which I feel like once you say like, I can resist against this, like you shouldn't. Totally. You know? Well, it's interesting because when I, the day I had a conversation with my friend, Jen, who I've had the same conversation with her about a hundred times, but this one's was like a little bit more elevated and I brought it to you and I said, I think this would make for an interesting podcast. And you were like, ironically, I feel like I'm going through the same thing. Like let's flesh this out. So basically like my friend, Jen, she like hates change. She always has, she's always been this way, which is normal, totally normal. A lot of people hate change. Um, she gets super upset when there are big shifts in her life, like moving or like she just had a baby like two months ago. Like, you know, these types of things, And even like going away to college, you know what I mean? Like those types of things like are huge, huge life changes. And so, you know, our conversation last week was about how she was like, quote, missing the way things used to be, end quote, which 
can mean a bunch of different things. I mean, she's had a lot of pretty rapid changes in the last couple of years of her life. Right. And it's sort of uprooted a lot of things. And I think she just feels like really unsteady, which is like totally normal. Yeah. But what I said to her was that change is inevitable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like you just said, you have two choices. You can embrace the change or you can fight the change. And the thing with like a pregnancy or going to college is like stuff that you, you see in the future, you know, like I was saying to you before, like when you're having a baby, whether it's planned or not planned, like you're still going to have time to figure out this baby stuff. Yeah. You know? And so like you, that's where you get, that's where the roads diverge and Mm -hmm. you're like, holy shit, this is going to, yeah, yeah. this is going to change my life or not. And so you have to actively work on embracing a change Yeah, and being like, I'm so scared, but I know, but I got to do this. Like it's like you said, a fight or flight. We're going to, we're doing it. Like when we were doing even our first Spartan, like you were at first, you were like, oh my God, I don't know. And I was like, we are doing it. (laughs) Like I just felt like we, we had that surge of change and like, this isn't normally what we do. We're going to try something fucking new. Well, that's the thing is like, if you don't embrace it and you are like, you're choosing to fight the change, you're going to lose. You're going to be fucking miserable. No, you're just going to lose. Like, because you can't, you're, you can't make it through life without changing anything. Like that's just physically and like physiologically. Go for it. Go for it. Sure. Whatever. Mentally, emotionally, all of the things, (laughs) all of the lees, it's, it's impossible. So like (laughs) fucking just give up on trying to fight the change. You know what I mean? And just like go with the flow because the thing is, is that if you're, if you're fighting through this whole change and you're denying, then you're missing all of the value that that change is providing to you. You're missing the lessons. You're missing the good shit. I mean, like, and you can't be present, right? Fighting what's happening. Totally. You're going to be living in the past. You know what I mean? And even sometimes like, I feel like, you know, little stupid shit like that I do. Like, for example, I have this like weird aversion to like listening to new music. Like I just can't fucking force myself to like get into like new released music. Like I find myself continuously going back to like either like old school shit Uh or like... 2000s shit you know what I mean like classic rock from like the 70s and 80s I know or like fucking Ja Rule and it's like (laughs) am I my mom I love Ja Rule you're so funny oh my god I love him too but it just like made me laugh like you I don't know where it came from (laughs) because he was the first person that like came to mind that like is no mas um but like I'm probably missing like really good music I don't I mean I'm not gonna say that but that's like a petty analogy though like a small analogy versus versus okay I'm miss my my single not single but like I miss my like non-parenting life I miss being able to go out I miss being able to sleep in I miss being able to like pick up and travel like whenever the fuck I want like yes I miss all that things right all those things but like I also can't let missing those things hold me back from enjoying the fact that I created this tiny human that's like yeah. so amazing and now you get to granted he makes go out me with actually him. want to pull my hair out of my <laughs> head but I love him and he like comes yeah. up with it like his I just was telling you his new thing is like Taylor Swift shake it off constantly singing shake it off I'm and I'm like I want to squeeze later. you until your head pops off you know what I mean I know <laughs> I always I always ask John I'm like I want to bite your face right now is that weird and he's like, what? Yes, it is weird. And he's like, please don't bite my face. I'm like, yeah, but like, I just want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. I always, when Dylan falls asleep in the backseat of the car, like he's always like mouth wide open, you know, like. And I'm like, I just kind of pop my finger in that mouth. Like just like. I just squeeze his cheek. Oh. Right off. Um, we digress. 
tangent. (laughs) Anyway, so we always talk about like leaning into things that scare you. And this is the same exact thing. Like the more you face your fears, the less scary they become. And the more you learn through these challenges, the more tools you have for the next obstacle that's inevitably going to come your way. And then the more challenges you overcome, the more you feel like you can succeed. It's a cycle. It just makes you stronger, stronger. All your experiences build you up to be the person that you're meant to be. A hundred percent. And it is really defined. A lot of these little changes will end up define like defining who you are. A hundred percent. And I never thought of it like that. And now like I can't stress enough. Knowledge is power. I'm telling you, Schoolhouse Rock. Hold on, They've been man. telling us since we're little. I wrote something in here. Oh, if ignorance is bliss, knowledge is power. That's what I wrote. Sure. Yes. You're so wise. I'm oh my the God. wisest. I'm like a fucking owl. <laughs> I'm, I feel, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I am learning and relearning <laughs> things every single day about myself, about other people. I think it's so important to stock up on information that you're scared of. Like, what I mean is like, you want to learn how to do something and you're like, I don't know where to start. But everybody just continued to fail and fail and fail until they were good at something. Like nobody just ended up being good at something. Or like you see a change and you have to open up your mind and see how am I going to execute this plan? I know for me, like I, I talk about this a lot. I believe in God and a a lot of my change and growth has come from me stopping and saying, what are you trying to show me? Mm -hmm. Not like, why are you doing this to me? Well, I also think that you just said something interesting because, and this is a whole other episode, but pocket this idea for later. Okay. The fact that people use the excuse, I don't know where to start, is beyond my realm of comprehension. Right. Because, okay, maybe if it were like 1620 and you were like, I don't know where to start milking cows, I get it. Yeah. But even then, you ask around. How do I brace the udder? Ask your fucking neighbor who has a cow. You know what I mean? But now you have Google. So it doesn't matter what you want to do. Right. The whole entire world is at your fingertips. Exactly. Like, if you want something bad enough, you'll fucking figure out how to make it it happen. And change is really fucking scary. So scary. And it's overwhelming. And for me, it's like this, I don't, like that static that you see on TV when it's like late night. And that's what it feels like. Yeah, it feels like in my inside. White noise doesn't exist anymore, but I know what you're saying because I'm a child of the 80s. Yeah, let's pretend like we all know. I was like fucking 17. Let's pretend like a channel stopped working (laughs) because it's like too late at night and all you see is like the gray fuzzies. I mean, the thing is, is that like life situations, relationships, careers, like regardless of what you're applying this to, it's no, it's never going to be perfect. Right. It's never going to be linear. It's never going to be a constant upward trajectory. Like, you know, have you ever seen that? Like there's like a meme that's like what success looks like. Yeah. And it's like the and top of the what mountain. You think it looks like, and it's, it's like an up, it's like a arrow that's like straight up into the right. It's a mountain. Yeah. And then what success actually looks like. And it's like a squiggly yeah. little line. Yeah. It's so true. Like this. And I love the saying, like, like, what are you going to do? And I don't even know if this is a saying, but this is just what sure, I say. Go with it. Like, if you fall down on the sidewalk, are you just going to fucking lay there? You know what I mean? Like, no, you're going to get up again. And like, that's a thing. Like, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And you have to fall in order to learn how to get up again. That's right. You're a toddler. You're literally a toddler your whole life. You're going to have to fall physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, yeah. whatever it is, in order to learn how to get back up. And then once you get up, you're a better person for it. Absolutely. I love that. And I think it's really important to 
when you acknowledge your change, that it's coming, also know that you're planting a seed of motion to like getting through it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really important. They say this with anything that you acknowledge whatever like the issue is that's going on. Just the fact that you can say, this is bothering me. Or like for Jen saying like, I wish things were fucking different. Totally. Even her saying that out loud is planting a seed of like, this is scary and I don't like this. But it's temporary. But it's temporary and we're going to do it anyway. But And it's important to discuss it with people and like talk about your fears and the changes that are happening and so that you can get ideas and like other people's perspectives on what to do, how to handle it. Maybe somebody else has been through it. And even if you don't take all of their knowledge, you can also just take like bits and pieces that work for you Mm -hmm. and implement them into your change and growth. I find that I don't want to be around people that don't want to change. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that because like in all honesty, what is appealing about wanting to stay in the same place as the same person for your entire life? Right. Like I, and like you know, it's, that's literally Groundhog Day. And this is myself included. Like I talk to myself like this when I am at a crossroads and trying to figure out what my next step is and I can easily stay where I am and not continue or... I can embrace it and be like, I want so much more for myself and say kind of like positive pumped up shit to myself so that it can get me to move forward. I want all my friends to benefit and prosper. Mm -hmm. And if I see you like fucking up or doing something, because again, that was me. That can be me still. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is me depending on the day. Mm -hmm. But I want somebody to be able to check myself. Like the other day when I was like, I don't think I can do this working out on my own. And you're like, of course you do. Of course you think that because that's just how you fucking are, but you can. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I think I can. (laughs) I think I can. You know, but that's what I need. And like, I need somebody who's going to be like, yeah, like this is just you on a normally normal day-to-day basis. You say no first. Yeah. And then you keep moving. Yeah. But you need people like that. And I want my friends to always like, keep it real with me. Like, check me when I need to be checked. And if you have a friend that's like, okay, so then don't do it and don't work out. Are they really your friend? Right. You know, Um, I think like, you know, to your point, like we are both going through some like transitions with our like routines and sometimes it's not okay. Often it's not fun to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Right. Often it is, obviously it's called a comfort zone for a reason. So it's uncomfortable. It doesn't always feel good in the beginning to get step out of that area of safety, but it's so necessary. Like we were meant to endure pain and discomfort in order to step out the other side stronger, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, that's the reason that the saying, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger exists because it's fucking true. I know it's stressful. And I mean, I touched on this before, but like, I feel like my biggest challenge in my life thus far, and I know like this is so cliche and like, I'm going to try and stop saying like so much. That's another challenge. <laughs> Help me. Um, I've been honey. home with my son for today's day five and I'm losing my mind. I mean, the amount of energy that four-year-olds have is, <sighs> is, is, 
actually frightening. It's actually frightening. Um, but on that note, like my biggest challenge has been becoming a mom. Like I, Oh my God, why can't I stop saying like, don't worry about it. Just keep fucking going. I spent my entire life thinking that I wasn't going to have kids. Mm -hmm. And so for me to get pregnant and have those nine months to prepare, which you really don't actually prepare. You just think everything is going to be fine. Again, ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not like born with maternal instincts. I'm not born with patience. Like those characteristics that make somebody a quote unquote good parent are skills that I have to work on every single day. Mm -hmm. And I have good days and I have bad days and I'm trying to improve. But at the end of the day, like being a parent is super, super hard. And especially these last couple of days, I have days where I'm like, how am I going to fucking survive this mm-hmm. without killing myself or somebody else? Right. You're like, or, Dylan, how are you going to survive this? Literally just <laughs> hopping a plane to another country and never coming back. Um, but, you know, in those times, you know, what I what I really try to do is remind myself that these days are so numbered and like yeah. these and, and, and try to enjoy the lessons that these trials are teaching me because like I said before, you know, in 10 years, Dylan is probably not going to want anything to do with me because he's going to no. be off with his crusty friends doing crusty boy shit <laughs> and he's not going to be cute and singing Taylor Swift and dancing around the living room. So even in the like chaos that has become my everyday life, I have to try to remain grounded enough to know that this isn't going to last forever for better or for worse, right. you know? And sometimes I just throw puzzles across the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> that happens too. I'm not even going to lie. I can't even imagine being a mother. And I think you and Jesse really manage and navigate it well as like going along through everything. I've only been able to witness my friends being parents and as I'm not one myself, but it's like such a team bonding experience, I feel. Is that true? Do you guys like high five and go wallops? You know what I mean? Like it takes a lot of strategizing, which obviously brings you closer together because you feel like you you have to be on the same page a lot. But in the instance where there's something that one of us does that the other one disagrees with, for example, me throwing a puzzle across the room, that's when it can become a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Like obviously 90% of the time, those types of scenarios are out of impulse. Yeah. You know what I mean? And frustration. Like Jesse buying Dylan an ice cream or whatever when he wasn't, he wasn't good. And like, you know, basically rewarding bad behavior, like that kind of thing. Like that's the thing that pisses me off is like, you need to earn your treats, my friend. You know what I mean? They're not a given. Yeah. But sometimes Jesse gets like caught up in being like a dad. And so he's like, get the Italian ice, you know, like, Hey, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love that you guys are very open and honest and say like, he's being a fucking demon, but I fucking love him. I love him so much. You know, I'm going to kick him across. But I appreciate because I feel like it's a high standard and for for a lot of mothers and parents to be like, my child is perfect. We're perfect. His relationship is amazing. He's never bad. He's never like. 
like this? What's happening? Yeah. And you're like, you little fucker, stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like that's, I mean, you know me, my, my personality is just not one of being fake. Like the moms, I, I don't have any friends at Dylan school because most of them are fucking fake as shit. Yeah. And I want to kill them. I should stop saying things about yeah, killing people because I'm probably like, going to get like arrested or something, but I'm not actually going to kill anybody guys, even though I'd be really good at it. <laughs> oh my God. I have a podcast for you to listen to. Okay. Um, but I think you have to acknowledge the good with the bad. Like to your point before, like you have to just know that just own it. It's yeah. like Lisa Rinna would say, own it. Oh God. Housewives, you're welcome. I know. I know who Lisa Beverly Rinna Hills. is only because her face is like, <laughs> I love Lisa. Um, and she has a Rottweiler side note. Sidebar again, sidebar to point out, <laughs> listen to the, um, podcast cold. It's about the Powell family. Okay. Situation. It takes a little bit of like the first couple of episodes. I, I found that the narrator's voice took some time to get used to like our voices kind of, mm. but he's got a very like monotone, like sort of boring voice. Like but my then voice. The, <laughs> no, but then the content like just speaks for itself. Like okay. this case is like fucking insane. I'm also reading the Michigan murders. We'll let you know how that goes. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I think it's just a lot of adapting for you guys, but as you go, you grow and he's growing up and there's a lot of progress and change. And I don't know. I just, I love seeing you guys adapting to the new situations. Cause it's literally every day where, especially with a kid, like they change a little bit every single day. That was your, that was my computer. computer. <laughs> I want to apologize for the John episode because my phone was going off and I'm mad at you that you didn't stop the recording. Listen, look at this. You think I know how to use this? That's a stop button right I there. I think we should get microphones that look like that. Anyway. It's really sexy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So being, being a parent is hard. Um, moving is hard. Um, change and growth is hard. Graduating school, starting new schools and making new friends and all the things are really hard. But again, like I, for me and my crazy analness and yours too, like having a plan or at least an outline of a plan makes it a lot easier. I think a lot of changes for the most part, unless you get like abruptly broken up with or like, God forbid, somebody passes away where it's like a, you know, like mm -hmm, a, a mm -hmm. quick jolt of a mm -hmm. change and you have to adapt quickly. For the most part, a lot of changes that we're experiencing are things that we can see in the future mm -hmm. and that you can adapt to and plan for. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to be fully prepared for a change. You're never going to feel like now is the time to do my best or right. whatever the fuck you're trying to change. Right. But you can see it in the distance and that's when you have to start mentally preparing and being like, this is going to change my life and where are we going to go from here? Right. And uh, we have an addiction episode coming up, but a lot for me when, I, and I say this in the episode, is that a schedule for me is keeping my, like keeping me above water mm -hmm. because when I'm like willy nilly and it's hands, Same. you know, like Same. hands are free. I'm like, let's get fucked up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that's um, why macros are good for us. That's why that's we're really, right. yeah. Uh, for me and Jesse, especially, and actually our episode with Jamie, um, from NYC fit fam touched on this in terms of having to care for a third person mm -hmm. or even like like Chico, you know what I mean? For me and Jesse, we have a shared calendar that Jesse never checks, 
but he does add to when he has like appointments and stuff. Right. And so I can plan my shit around that calendar. And then I told this to Jen too, because she's having a hard time adjusting to life with two kids, which is soups different than life with one kid. Right. And I said, I'm like every Sunday night when me and Jesse are Netflixing, we go over our week. And I'm like, okay, you're picking him up this night, this night, this night. I'm picking him up this night, this night. And like, we just, just so that we have an idea. Yeah. Uh, And then there's no resentment. That was just, uh, Jamie's point was that like, if there's a plan and both parties have agreed to, I'm going to the gym this night, I'm going to the gym this morning. I have plans this night. I have to work late, whatever. There's no resentment because everybody's expectations are all the same. Yeah. And I feel like even if you're not a parent, just from like a relationship perspective, like to ensure that you're spending enough time with your significant other right. or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like it's like a big, basically it's a time budget. Right. And then you know? you'll see that there's growth and change even in your planning, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you guys communicate, mm-hmm. you know, oh my God, totally. together. All these things are little seeds and catalysts to improving things around your life. You know, growth doesn't have to be like scary and just like uproots you entirely. No. It's just like these little steps to guide you in the right direction. You'll feel it when it's right. Yeah. Even if it's scary, usually when it's scary in a good way, you get like excited. Yeah. And it'll motivate you no matter what. Yeah. I'm like in a weird transition now. I had to leave personal training with Chantel. Mm-hmm. Um, the scheduling just wasn't really working for me anymore because we're one of our women that we work with is retiring. So now we have a new girl who I really love. <laughs> and um, you're fucked up. <laughs> you should have seen the face she just made. But um, there's a new girl that we have who's, again, new. And so even though she's picked up a lot, I have to be at work earlier. So I can't be right. late to work, which was, I was doing seeing Chantel. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I hired um, a new fitness coach. <laughs> Uh, just online. Virtual. Virtual, yeah. yeah. But I paid her and she responded to me the first week and then not the second week. Yeah. And I'm like, this is where the growth and change came in me because I think it's a me thing where I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like making John look at my emails. I'm like, did I come off too strong? Like, Literally calling me like, tell me what to do. And I'm like, it's not you. Like this, I, I did the same thing for, I think we've pretty t- like touched on this in the past, but like I did the same thing as I hired a virtual coach as well. Mm-hmm. Although you did the month to month and I just pre paid for six months. Right. Um, but my coach was a personal recommendation. Right. And so I knew, and I saw that she was like the shit. Um, but we've been comparing a lot of notes, which is probably not good for you. No, you know what I mean? But you, you, you're paying for a service. It's not you. Right. So she responded to me the first week and it was like, I sent it to her on a Monday and then she didn't answer me till Thursday. So I was like, not for nothing, but what the fuck are you doing? Because this is like your job. Yeah, so seriously. like, why, why don't you just dedicate Monday to like when everybody's emailing right. you if, to... If Monday's your check-in day, then that should be the day that you're in front of your computer. Right. Until all the emails are answered. And so I'm like, but then I'm like, she's young. She's like 24. Like, but also, I don't know. I'm, tr- I'm making these excuses. I'm like, maybe it's because she's young. Maybe it's because she's this. And then it turned around on me. So I'm like, did I say something weird? 
Did I do something off? I think that you personally, your default mode is that it's something that you did. Right. When sometimes it could be something you did, but most of the time it's probably not. And honestly, it probably has nothing to do with you. It's probably that she's doing her own. I mean, I see that bitch on Instagram every fucking day. I know. So she's doing social media. That's what I'm saying. Can you just answer my fucking email? So I, I checked in with her on Thursday. I had to like message her and follow up and was like, hey, like just want to make sure... So I can manage my expectations. Yeah. You know, and normally I would not even follow up growth. Yes, total growth. So I followed up and then she was like, no, like check in with me again on Monday. So I checked in again with her this past Monday. John and I went away on vacation. I still haven't heard back from her. Yeah. And I followed up with her on Saturday after I spoke yeah. to you. Because you asked her a pointed question. It wasn't like, here's my check-in. It was like, hey, I have a question about how to navigate vacation. Right. Because like, I, you know, we were in wine country. Do you know what I have to say to that? Okay. So like get rid of her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My was a little long. (laughs) So where I'm going with this is that there's a, like, I'm feeling this wave of change. Like I was talking about like that static in my body and it started at the Spartan race where I just didn't feel like I performed properly. And that's not me. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like when it, when the, when the game's on, like I'm focused and I'm in it and I just wasn't that. And I was like, why wasn't I like that? Why couldn't I achieve like a level of success that I felt was right for me? And so I've been really like thinking and being like introspective because I'm ready for a new change. Like I have 20 pounds that I would like to lose. I, and even if I don't lose the weight necessarily, I want to get stronger. Mm -hmm. I want to tone up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I, and I have the tools to do it. Why aren't I implementing it? What's holding me back? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I know that something is holding me back is a step is a step and allows me to be like, no, we got this. You know, your macros. Yeah. You know what you need to do. And I know this has to do with like physical stuff for me. Like this Mm -hmm. is just my experience right now and my growth of change in my, and like my time of change. But I know that I have the gym discipline. I know that if I need to eat a certain way, I don't want to eat only 50 grams of fat. I want to eat all my food and fat. I'm at 45, so I don't want to hear it. Okay. (laughs) But I want, I want the change. So I'm going to do little things that'll get me there. The thing is, is that, you know, that this period is temporary. Like that's what I tell myself every time I want to say, and it's a lot of times I keep looking out the window. I'm sorry. This is distracting, but it's like pouring rain outside. And it's like, it's like, anyway, what I tell myself when I want to just like, I said to Jesse yesterday, like I would cut off at least a portion of my arm for an insomnia cookie. And he's like, let's go to cookie connect. And I'm like, I said insomnia. (laughs) It's not the same thing. Is that what that place is called? Cookie connect? I don't know. It's in like Clifton anyway. Um, But then I remind myself, okay, like it's really only until I achieve my goal that I have to live under these restrictions. Right. Right. And then I start building my way back up to maintenance. Yeah. And then the cookie's not as big of a deal, but right now I have fucking goals. Right. You know what I mean? And I have to remind myself cause it's all mental getting through these things, regardless of whether or not it's five fucking pounds or whether it's a five pound baby, like it doesn't matter. It's all mental. Right. You just have to remind yourself that like your goal, whether your goal is to raise a kid, that's not an asshole, whether your goal is to run a marathon, whether your goal is to stay within your macros, your goal is more important yeah. than your sacrifice. I was at, John and I went away to Geneva, New York, and I was 
pulling apart my wraps. I love it so much. And weighing my food so that I could just get an idea. I wish that every, like, because I, I haven't, I don't really coach right now. I have just too much going on. But like when I was coaching, I would always feel like you, like you specifically, not you as a general use of the word you, are like the ideal client. Oh my God. Because you dedicate yourself so hard. Like when you want something, you're like all in. Like most people would like look at a wrap and then be like, okay, well I'm going to estimate the wrap. And then there's maybe two ounces of Turkey and like this and that. And it's like, no, like true all in dedication is (laughs) unwrapping your wrap and weighing all of the ingredients separately. That's fucking dedication right there. Thank you very much. I, I always want to be, I want to be serious and mean it. I'm telling you, I want to live a life of truth, baby. Yeah. So that people can say... It's important. And it's also really important because like staying on this macros thing, like I follow a lot of, and I don't do a lot of scrolling on Instagram. Like I don't spend a lot of time on my Instagram looking at other people's posts. Right. I'll look at like maybe the top couple that are in my feed, but I don't scroll and I don't watch like a ton of stories. But what really gets me are these girls that are like super jacked bikini comp bodies eating 3000 calories a day. And then these poor people who don't understand the background that are looking at these posts think that they can eat these, like this volume food. Right. When it really takes years and years and years to get to the point where like your body is a caloric burning machine of that caliber. Right. And so I think giving context, maybe we should do an episode on that, but like giving context to these like things that seem so easy and seem so like... You know, it's like, all what they've learned and how their body works and like they understand. Yeah. And there's a lot of trial and tribulation in that too. I mean, I've been working with this coach now. This today is my seven week check-in and I've had like five different numbers. Like we've changed my numbers, my macro numbers like five times. Oh, wow. Just, t- just tweaks because I've been hungry or because like I'm not seeing results fast enough that I want or like whatever it is. You know what I mean? So constantly trial and error and it's the same thing for every other situation but without the trials and without the errors you don't know what's going to work yeah don't be afraid of failing it's going to help you grow totally fall flat on that face yo's like turn to the side though so it doesn't like break your nose oh my god no the teeth the teeth is what scares me oh anyway anyway what's really important is that Whenever you feel that fear of change, as long as you think that it's something that's going to benefit you, and if you can see it in the future, mm-hmm. work toward it. Mm-hmm. Don't run away from it. Mm-hmm. It's really important, and you owe it to yourself to like be the best version of yourself and to allow yourself to grow and change. And you're going to look back and be like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. And if you're not going to do it for you, do it for the people that are around you. Yeah. Because who knows? Like you could inspire somebody else to take a risk. I have some friends that will message me online and be like, I went to the gym today because you went to the gym today. I love those. And I'm like, first of all, me? I love those. (laughs) You know, but like it makes me feel good because I'm like, I, all I want, like this sounds so stupid, but from where I was to where I am now is one of those situations where I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I went from being down and out to like literally loving every minute of my life Mm -hmm. because that is not how I, I never thought when I was down that I'd ever feel like this. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm here, I'm like, you can feel this too. Come 
everyone with me. You're like Tony Robbins, except for you don't know who Tony Robbins is. And I don't have his wingspan. And you don't sexually harass women, so. You don't know that. That's true, but it's not harassment if you like it. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, guys, (laughs) um, where can they find us? Wanna Vibe Podcast on Instagram. Isa's Isabel Louise underscore on Instagram. I am The Balanced Rebel. You can find us at Wanna Vibe on Facebook. Always reach out, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. No, always reach out. I had a few people reach out to us about Wanna Vibe. Oh, good. It was really nice. I I have not been the best at the Instagram thing lately. But also, there's a secret Facebook group, Wanna Vibe Tribe. Yeah, join it. So join that. And, um, well, oh, and we had some people asking if we had, um, a code for silver fern from the charity episode. And so if you want to try any silver fern products, the code is vibe V I B E 15 for 15% off your first purchase. Boom. Stock the fuck up bitches. So we love you guys. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Go knock it out. Adios. (laughs) 